get into play, then you know you want to <coughs> sit behind a, a, a shade tree, eat a fish sandwich, and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. Oh man, just uh, there's a million of them, and they're all. Like, there needs to be a Mike Leach museum somewhere. You know where you go stand under that little cone and it plays audio for you of the picture you're looking at? That one's right. That's <laughs> tough to beat. Sitting under a tree with a fish sandwich, a lemonade, and your fat little girlfriend. That is after two <laughs> flim clearings as well. God, he's the best, man. Just the best. And there's so much in there to talk about. Like the fact that he settled on fish sandwich which is maybe the most least popular <laughs> food item in, in the united states uh, and i'm not saying how good i know a lot of people love a fish sandwich i'm not saying that they're good or they're bad it's just not very popular at all and the fact well, that especially if that you're sitting it. by your fat little girlfriend you know there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that could go wrong if you're eating a fish sandwich out in the out in the heat on like a that. date on, on a yeah. picnic a <laughs> yeah. fish sandwich and what is she eating she's just <laughs> sitting there by herself we you did. know <laughs> instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play then you know you want to <clears throat> sit behind a, a, a shade tree eat a fish sandwich and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend uh, it's just great I don't need, I don't even know where that one came from. I I don't need to know the origin story on many of these. Most of them I kind of know, but um I I'm guessing they lost, but that's not always a guarantee. A lot of his best rants, angry rants came after wins. Yeah, it didn't matter. I mean, you're going to get something amazing after a win or loss. What I think it was his last year there, so it was the 22 season. Remember the game where all those chairs are sitting there on the sideline and he's picking up all the chairs because his wide receivers weren't playing well, playing oh, yeah. tough? I think I'm, I might have that audio clip in there. I, th- I think I might have that. <laughs> oh, man, just brilliant stuff. Ah, what a, what a legacy, man. Pretty much every single offense in college football has pulled something from, from Mike Leach tree. Um, Really good. And it's and, pretty cool that he was here. I, I know it was just one year, but he was here at least one year to have that connection. Well, he was that, here one year, and, you know, our new offensive coordinator played under him for that one year and then went and coached under him. And a lot of those concepts are – you're going to see a bunch of them. In the passing game, Seth the Trail is going to use a lot of those same concepts. I mean, and that's nothing new. It's not like – Pretty like I said, pretty much every offense in, in college football uses some of those concepts to some degree or another. Text line is uh man, it's been rolling all day today. Really since one PM when the uh man. when the report dropped. It's 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 been crazy and we'll get to that. But what's uh what's your take on Tawi Walker? The fact that he was out at practice today, even though that he's in the portal. Signify that he's coming back, playing in the bowl I game? I don't know. Mm. Um I mean that's because it just doesn't feel like this is a program where if you're in the portal and looking to go elsewhere, that, oh, yeah, we're in bowl prep. Come on out here and practice with the guys. Let's go. Yeah. Feels I, like you're either all in or you're not. So I, I, I guess I'm just taking that as a sign that I think he could be back. I am too. Uh, I guess you never know what it means. Um, but the fact that he – I mean, that's, that's a good thing. You know, we talked about it. It's – 
it's kind of a question mark after uh, after Sawchuck. You know, you you really quickly get into guys that did not play a whole heck of a lot this season. Um, I know Barnes is. We've seen what he's capable of, and it's a lot. So um, it, it's like. We're talking about winning the game and beating a good Arizona team in a Alamo Bowl. Tawi is a healthy Tawi is a big piece of that. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, for the bowl game for sure. But I'm just looking to next year, and I don't. The ideal situation is not for him to be a number one running back. I, I don't care what conference OU's in, but just for what he brings to the table, I definitely think that there can be a role for him, and in a good role at that. If yeah. he wants to be your closer back, if he wants to be your short yardage, goal line back, what like I, I don't I don't envision a scenario where he's getting fifteen care. I don't I don't think that that's ideal next year. But if he has a certain role, um, I I'm totally cool with that, man. Totally yeah. down with that. I and I hope that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I guess it. I mean, a lot of what his role could look like, you know, depends on how good of a football team you are, and you know because of the news from today and not just that, but you know, we were also, is it going to be a big talking point throughout the off season? Like what is your offensive line going to look like? What is your running game going to look like uh, moving forward? You know, he's, if you were about to jog out a top 10 offensive line in college football, and you were going to be a really good offense that was going to have the ability and a really good team that was going to have the ability to, to try and grind away the clock in the second half, like he fits that to a T. And you know, even if it's not as a closer, he is a he is a really good situational back. Now, since uh, rarely do you see college football use the running back in passing concepts, uh, typically they're in for protection, and he's a great protection uh back he's really good at it really physical steps up and stones backers understands it really well so he could be he can be that for you as well jeff from okc says is green the biggest portal surprise we have ever had it's i mean i i think it's i think it's yes (laughs) yes biggest surprise and biggest portal disappointment i think he's he's both of those because there was no scuttlebutt out there about the possibility of this happening uh, his teammates didn't know that we're at practice today. Maybe the coaches know. I don't know. When do you think the coaches found out about this? Do you think they found out? They, they had to have found out before practice since he wasn't there. But do you think they found out today, last night? Probably. I mean, if the, if the announcement was today, I would say probably. I mean, I feel like it was pretty quick and. I don't know how long they had to try and get ducks in a row on making a counter offer or whatever it was that whatever that conversation was that was pulling him away to have a little well hang on a second here let's let's have a conversation what's going on what do you want why are you leaving what can we do to keep you uh, to keep you here I mean it seems like it probably all went down pretty quickly yep so I would say 24 48 hours surprise yes yeah, su- yeah that surprising most um most disappointing, whatever you want to say there, I think Caden Green fits that. I was thinking of others that could even be in the conversation. I don't um, even know. Like, when are we saying the portal officially started? Because that's, we've, that's we've gotten transfers. Correct. Now, I, the, the name that I immediately thought of, and I'm thinking of him because he ended up having a great one year to the place that he transferred, 
But remember when Trey Sermon went to Ohio State? Yeah. And he was a really good back towards the end of the year. But, and Ohio State made it all the way to the national championship. But he wasn't even playing at points during his last year at OU. Yeah, disappeared down one. the stretch. So I mean, I mean, this guy was starting, playing meaningful snaps. We were going to give him massive credit all offseason. Hey, it took a while for the OU run game to get going. But once it did, I think Caden Green was probably a big reason because of that. We're going to be talking about him as potentially the next All-American and the best offensive lineman that OU had back next year. So it's just I, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be tough to find one that's comparable to this one in the past four years. Well, yeah, I mean the other stuff like whenever you had all of the you know the big bulk of good players transfer after um, you know after Lincoln Riley left, like some of that you was built in and you knew was going to be coming, right? Like yeah, be like Caleb Williams, it was oh, okay. I know he's it's, Caleb Williams and. And Radler, you know, um, expected both of those. So, like, a lot of that was kind of cooked in. I, mean, I don't, I don't even really remember like waking up and getting the news unexpectedly that a a starter, a guy still expected to play in the bowl game, not someone that was phased out throughout the year, a guy that was starting and going to be a key piece for you, linchpin of what you do. Have that guy announced. I don't remember that being the case, but, I mean, there's probably one out there. Biggest surprise in the transfer portal for OU ever is Jordy Ball. That's from the 405. But, but even it, that one, we started to hear yes, news yes. that it was coming. Correct. For like almost a week, I right? was on vacation, and you and I, I was like, hey, here's what the Nebraska side is saying about this. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later, it went broke. Uh, 615 says Radler, crying face emoji. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you're new to the show, that was an era. <laughs> <laughs> where Teddy heard someone else say Radler, R-A-D-D-L-E-R, so he's, he's stuck with that. Shocker, right? Big surprise. Oh, uh, that's good. Recruiting Boomer, formerly the Recruiting Doomer, says really, really starting to hate college football. No cap. It's easy to dislike college football throughout the – I mean, I, I kind of view this as the offseason, even though there's one bowl game left. It feels like the offseason. Mm-hmm. In season, it's still it's still awesome. It's still great. Maybe. It can be horrible in season, too. It too yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that is true. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I the, the offseason, though, is when you really look at it and say, God, did we mess this thing up? Did we screw this thing up royally? There is no other sport that gives you the roller coaster – in emotions like college football does from I mean just think of the roller coaster like we've been on recently um you know the Lincoln Riley situation where the roller coaster is down and then Venables is hired it's up and then six and seven season is down that's awful and then you know Portal news is good, and recruiting news is good, and then you know you lose to Kansas. It's just it's up and down. It's constant. It's you got to hold on. It's not for it's not for everyone. You got to be able to to suffer through the misery and enjoy the good times because they're both coming. Nine one eight college football is starting to feel like college basketball. No soul. God, that would that text really hit me. Um. Because college football, it, it definitely has a, a soul to it, right? Like the, the traditions, what Saturday means to so many people, just everything that goes into a college football Saturday. 
it is, and I still love college hoops, but it's really hard to follow because you could have four new starters from the transfer portal on a given basketball team every single year, you know? Yeah. It, it does feel like the sport has, it, yeah, maybe it doesn't have as much soul in college hoops as it used to. Man, I hope college football doesn't get that way. Man, I, I hope that's not the case. I know. Well, we're headed there until, and, and this is the frustrating thing about college football has taken forever like it's always the slowest to adopt anything or to um, like see something brewing and make some changes or prepare for what's coming. College football is the absolute worst. And one of the reasons is you can never get anyone to agree to anything. For, for example, the transfer portal stuff all happened because was it the ACC – that first said we will accept in-conference transfers, there was a domino that fell. I can't remember what it was, but as soon as that happened, well, every other conference is like, well, we can't. Yeah, and we have, thought that at the time, yeah. too. If one conference does it, every every conference. Yeah, we can't allow that to be uh, an advantage over our conference. Players aren't going to want to come play and – whatever conference we're in, if we don't allow transfers. So everyone opened up the floodgates. And this is what you've had ever since. They could just as quickly shut them. I mean, they could. You get If you could get your Power 5 schools together to say, guys, this is ridiculous. Let's put in some, some guard uh, guardrails to try and slow this down some. Can we all agree on something? Like, if they could agree on something, you could get it done – very quickly, but they'll never agree on anything. Uh, by the way, biggest question marks for OU going into the 2024 season. Uh, number one, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Number two and three, who really cares right now? It's all about number one. Yeah. I guess you can put D-line at number two, but it's definitely o, uh, O-line at number one right now is the biggest question mark. <sighs> Whew, not even close. Yeah, we're, we're not going to have a single starter. Yeah, a starter from other schools, but not a starter from yeah. – uh, that started uh, a majority of the year last year coming back. I uh, forgot Sexton. I mean, he started at the end, so we can call that uh, a starter. He would have been a starter. He will, he'll be a starter in the bowl game. He's your uh, the foundation of your offensive line next year, and he started about, what, three games uh, this past year? Three, four games, whatever it was. Well, I'll say this. Offensive line, for, for what we had to throw out there last year against who we had to play, uh, ended up performing – Pretty decently considering, right? So pretty decently, I thought they played excellent. Excellent considering con- yeah, what they considering were dealt with. They did. So, I mean, time to grow up, fellas. I don't. I don't know who all they're they're going to throw in some of these spots, but young guys. But so you're right. We're saying time to grow up because it's going it. to be a lot of. There's going to be some first year players, some second year players who haven't played a lot of ball. Um, yep. Here we go. Sixteen days. <laughs> <laughs> Did we play another football game? Yeah, and hey, this hey, I, I know it's not a New Year's Six bowl game, but this is this will still be a very entertaining game to watch from the OU side of things, especially on offense. Kind of evaluating what it's going to look like. Oh yeah, yes, this will be. Um, I mean, this is this is almost a glorified spring game to some degree. You're probably going to see quite a few players that you haven't seen a whole lot of, and. Um, hopefully they're ready and they play well because it's going to be a good Arizona football team. All right.
Quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. The word is spreading and the ref. To learn more. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. Hey, Podoloff. This is Mike Leach reaching out from Aaron. Hey, uh, <clears throat> he just wants me to reinforce a few points with you. The SEC isn't scared of a team that goes 5-7 and seven in the Big 12. And then the other thing, I hear Texas loses every game that you attend. So I assume you were uh, there in 2008 where Crabtree made the catch uh, when Texas Tech uh, played number one Texas. And the, the other, maybe you should skip the Kansas game this year so Texas can go to a bowl. I don't know. I don't know how much that cameo cost, but they got it on the cheap. Whatever awesome. that cost was, they they got a deal on that one. That's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's oh just beautiful. So Podoloff, who's who's Podoloff? Hey, Podoloff, this is Mike Lee. <laughs> Treat. Odds. I I bet he actually pronounced that name correctly. I'm trying to think of what else could it it, it could be that name. Fuge is just beautiful. Who knows uh, where uh, nickname, last name, Podoloff. That's <laughs> brilliant. So uh, you and I are going till seven p.m. tomorrow night talking about the SEC schedule release, unless it gets leaked before then, which is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. I guess in the Monday night football game last night, they did announce when the OU Alabama game and the Texas Georgia game is. I, I was like, wow, well, okay. I thought I tuned in, or I, I think I had it on, and maybe just like it registered, and I looked up, and I was like, "Are they talking about the SEC schedule? Like, did more get released?" Um, but I guess those those had already been out, right? Those were reported. Um, you, those were reported what two weeks ago, I yeah. think. Texas had oh, you had two games reported: the Tennessee game in their first SEC game, week four, and then the Bama game in November. Texas had the Georgia game, the A&M game, and maybe the Arkansas game as well. Mm. But we still need to know uh, a few more dates for for OU tomorrow night. What are we going to be looking forward to the most? When Uh, we're going to Baton Rouge? Yeah. When we get to get to play Missouri now? Missouri, yeah. I Have to play Missouri. I guess, would you prefer your – toughest road games to be late would you i i guess if i was just looking at it right now i would say i'd probably want to play lsu as early as possible i'd probably want to with play with a new quarterback there sure yes, yes. And i know you have a new quarterback as well but right I, I would agree with that i feel like that could be middle part later in the year though um Yes, I. You probably you'd like to play them earlier, but you probably don't want that to be your first road SEC game. Um, you'd probably want that to be Missouri. No, I don't mm, know. Sure, I guess I I, I did laugh last night because OU football the Twitter account put it out as well. It's official, OU Alabama, November 23rd, and no, everyone just couldn't help themselves. Yep, 11 a.m. kickoff for OU Alabama on November 23rd. That's funny. I don't think that will be the case. I really don't, but it was it was still funny. 
It was still good. But yep. we'll, we'll get that schedule release coming up tomorrow night at 6 p.m. We'll be on the air with you from 6 to 7 talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. It better I, not take it more than an hour to release that schedule. We just plan on being on till 7 p.m. I yeah, you gotta imagine it would come pretty quickly, but you never know. You never know if they want to stretch it out. Uh, we'll see. I I think it'll be cool though to to be on air as it's coming across. Hopefully, we don't find out everything beforehand. Um, I'm gonna do earmuffs all day to try and hopefully not see it. And uh, probably sit on some of that information if we do see it. Tulsa Boomer, LSU is the only game I would love in 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, Sarks Vodka, Missouri would beat us at the line of scrimmage right now. Anyone who says otherwise is a fool. Yeah, of course they would. We don't have any offensive linemen. Um, Any football team would beat us at the line of scrimmage right now. Uh, We've got to have some time to put that in place. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's some young players on roster that you're excited about. Uh, obviously, we talked about Jake Sexton. Um, they like Taylor. think he's probably going to be an interior guy, probably a guard. Um, you know, Troy Everett played, you know, some, some guard and center for us. So you kind of know what you're getting out of him. Um, I mean – once you pass that is where it starts to get really thin. Yeah. Well, you do have three uh, portal ads so far this offseason. You've got the uh, offensive lineman from Michigan State, uh, Spencer Brown. you got Des Malone, the corner out of San Diego State. And then the, uh, the newest addition today, Dion Burks of Purdue. Many thought he was the top wide receiver in the portal. 5'10", 185. 47 catches, 629 yards, seven touchdowns. The highlight reel is rather impressive. So, question mark, the biggest question mark going into next year is offensive line. Um, portal needs right now for this team, offensive line's number one. Yeah. I mean, just just interior overall. Yeah. Like, that, that's your two biggest question marks going into next year and your two biggest needs right now. You need interior help on the defensive line, just defensive line help. Um, just, just kind of all, but uh, offensive line as well. It's, yeah. You just, you just need both those. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, depending on what, what that ends up looking like, and you know, missing Caden Green not being there is, I mean, that's a huge anchor piece for you. So that's going to be, I mean, that's a massive factor. I guess what I'm, I'm wondering is, like, how big of an effect is. Does that play on what Seth Luttrell wants to do offensively? I mean, it has to matter. Like, if your your offensive line is is going to be capable of some things and not capable of others, and, you know, it's interesting. Someone was asking me recently about, uh, you know, what what I thought Seth was going to do, and you know, they're like, well, you know, he was he was an air raid guy. You don't think he's going to turn us into like an air raid offense, and. My first response was, no, I don't think so. But the more I thought about it, it was like, well, you know, you the air raid offense was created to level the playing field whenever you don't have the ability in the box to be able to push people around and compete. So what you do is you spread it out and try and find ways to really, I guess, divide and conquer with the defense. Spread them out. You know, take the the teeth away from the the front seven, and you know we will have really good skill guys, and you let your skill guys go to work. So, I mean, 
depending on what happens with the offensive line, we may be left with no choice. Well, I mean, because the way it looks right now, and I'd be, frankly, I'd be surprised if we thought any differently about the situation once we really get to the season. But the wide receivers are your best position group on offense. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to plug and play with, with the Burks transfer. Right. Assuming we get Andrell Anthony back um, at the at the capability level that he was at this year, and maybe I'm assuming too much, but uh, if you do, you have Andrell Anthony, you've got uh, Deion Burks, who I'm assuming will be a, a slot guy like where Drake Stoops played, and then you got Nick Anderson uh, with some size, and then you've got some really nice fill-in players that add there, uh, rotational guys like Jaden Gibson and uh, Pedway, and uh, I'm probably missing several others that, that you're going to be able to rotate in. Gavin Freeman, so wide receiver. Wide receiver will be, be a string to the football team next year, most likely. Offensive line will be a giant question mark. Quarterback, I like the talent starter, but it's, it's a question mark, right? And I think even running back um, will be listed as a question mark Tied as, as well. Tight end will be looked at as a, as a question mark. So it's going to be a team next year. And, again, like names will be added here. Things will happen throughout the spring and training camp. But it looks like a team right now that's going to be, you know, really good at wide receiver potentially and pretty good at backer and in the secondary as well. So the story of next year will be can they, can they find D-line help? Can they figure out a way to have a good run game behind their offensive line? Well, I, I think that – with with what we will have, and I, I guess I'll, I'll just I'll just say that we piece together an average offensive line, not as good as we've been this year, or the year before, but piece together a group that that ends up being average. I still think we'll be able to put up points. I do with Jackson Arnold with the wide receivers that we have uh, now. It may not be the style of offense that a lot of us have wanted, where you know we're going to be able to be physical and uh, have a, a you know grinded out type of offense that you know can maintain possession and you know shorten games in the second half if we need to help our defense out, which you know is, has a chance to be pretty good next year now. I mean, I just don't know that we're going to be able stylistically to play that. But, you know, there's still time to put a really good offensive line together. I mean, that may happen. We just have to kind of wait and see. But yeah, right now. The park in the portal is what you're going to have to do, most I mean, likely. Yeah, we could say, well, you're, you were going to miss all those other guys anyways. All you had was Caden Green was just, you know, one of four. But, you know, that's a really big one. No, but but that is right though. We we were gonna have we were already having big questions about yes. the offensive line going in next year. Just th- this he being in the portal today just really <laughs> it just co- starts it's that not conversation. one that you ever thought of. Right, it starts that conversation a whole lot earlier. You, you know, you, you could have thrown you could have thrown twenty names at me today, or I mean more. You could have thrown the whole roster at me today before I would have ever thought. Of Caden Green. That's what I told what I told Parker. We didn't do a list two or three weeks ago of players who we'd be most surprised to see enter into the transfer portal. But if we did that two three weeks ago, Caden Green would have been at the top. I mean, who would have thought a, a freshman who got as many starts as he did in playing Seven time? Seven starts. 
Um, I just I, I never thought that that was going to be the case, man, or no. even an option. No. But here we are. I agree. Wild. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Oklahoma women's gymnastics squad opens its home schedule on January 26th at the Lloyd Noble Center. The reigning back-to-back national champs will host five meets, including huge matchups with Michigan and Alabama. Season tickets are on sale just in time for the holidays and are the best way to secure the best seats remaining for as little as $35. That's right. Catch the reigning national champs all season long for just 35 bucks. Reserve your seats today at Soonersports.com slash tickets. Hey Sooner fans, Drake Stoops here to tell you about my friends at the Affordable Door Company. Their fast, reliable, and professional staff have been serving the OKC Metro for over 28 years. Affordable Door Company is your one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners. Sooner fans, Coach Switzer here for Swiftco Construction and Roofing. I have trusted Brent Swift and his team at Swiftco for many of my house projects over the years, including two roofs and one whole house remodel. Whether it's residential roofing, commercial or residential construction, or home remodeling, Swiftco is your one-stop shop. Swiftco Roofing and Construction is Coach Switzer approved. Call 405-364-3002 or visit BrentSwift.com. Boomer Sooner. There are many ways to celebrate a life. For over 80 years, Primrose Funeral Service in Norman has been providing comfort and guidance to families in memorial planning. Prearranging a memorial is the best way for families to take it slow. Talk in a calm, compassionate environment away from the stress and sadness of loss. Primrose Funeral Services offers prepaid plans that protect your loved ones from hard financial decisions at a difficult time. Contact Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000 or visit them at primrosefuneralservice.com. All right, son. Time to put out this campfire. Dad, we learned about this in school. Oh, did you now? Okay. What's first? Smokey Bear said to. First drown it with a bucket of water, then stir it with a shovel. Wow, you sound just like him. Then he said. If it's still warm, then do it again. Where can I learn all this? It's all on SmokeyBear.com with other wildfire prevention tips because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hey Norman, it's Monica Pears from Valiance Bank, one of your few locally owned banks in town. We stand by our local businesses making dreams a reality. Whether you're scaling up operations, starting fresh, or managing your personal finances, Valiance Bank offers tailored solutions to fit your unique needs. We're committed to making your banking experience exceptional. Come see us here in Norman or visit us at valiance.bank to get banking solutions that suit your needs. Member FDIC. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Shop with us for that special gift to make the season shiny and bright. We have items in stock for every style and budget. Darling E. Newton bracelets starting at just $16. Gemstone and paperclip necklaces under $200. Michelle watches starting under $400. And of course, they share space with the luxurious offerings of Vahan, our hand-selected diamonds, and our newest collection of -of one-of-a-kind gemstone designs. Mitchell's Jewelry in the heart of Norman at 2201 West Main Street. 
Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. I don't know what it did, but uh, the thing is, is that there's a ball and you kick it, and it really doesn't matter if uh, if a bunch of seven-year-olds are watching or if uh, if um, you know uh, uh, five million Mongol warriors on horses getting ready to shoot uh, their bows and arrows at you because. Um, you know, I mean, you, you, you approach the ball and kick it. It's as simple as that. Gone way too soon, one year ago today, Mike Leach left us, unfortunately. <sighs> Still sucks, man. Mike Leach is no longer uh, with us and as a college football head coach. But it is what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer at Yalagosny Law? Communication is a priority. That's Yalagosny Law at 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, we had uh, a couple of NFL Monday night football games last night, and the Miami-Tennessee game was very entertaining. It started off uh, very slow but gained a lot of steam in the fourth quarter. Entered the fourth quarter 13-10, to 10, Tennessee leading. Uh, Miami kicks a field goal, then scores two touchdowns to go up 27-13. It feels like the game is over, and they totally melt down. Tennessee scores two t- uh, touchdowns down the stretch to win it. That was uh, – that was a meltdown from the Miami Dolphins and has a lot of people questioning how good of a football team are they actually. Well, it seems like every time it's like, oh, it's a big game for the Dolphins. Here we go. Exciting offense. That there's not a whole lot of substance to it when it really matters for I those know. guys. But they're a fun team to watch. They are. There's some flash there. It's a fantasy football type of team. We'll see if they can get it back together, which the AFC uh, playoff picture is wild. Everyone was in it. Like Buffalo was essentially like outside of like uh, the Raiders and the Chargers. Everyone else is really in it. The Patriots are out. Uh, but now all of a sudden, the Bills with that win over Kansas City are right back in it. Seven and six. You got a ton of teams at seven and six. And even the teams that lead divisions are just right there. Barely ahead. Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, not a very good football team. Eight and five, one win uh, lead over the Denver Broncos. So NFL pictures, pretty interesting. Um, Al Michaels, NBC is passing up on Al Michaels for uh, the playoffs. They're going with Noah Eagle, which, you know, Al Michaels has been great forever, but it's been weird the last, definitely this year. And a little bit last year, it's like as soon as the game kicks off, he's in a panic to try and get the thing over with and out of there. It's it's such a weird thing to to listen to. But 
Looks like he's uh, – this is probably going to be it, don't you think? Uh, it kind of feels that way. kind of feels that way. If you're getting uh, replaced like that this late, that point in the season, I would guess so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last one here is, regrettably, I'm reading a message from Guy Patton, who's the president of the University of Oklahoma Foundation, and know a lot of people probably know of this. Um, uh, maybe there's quite a few out there that don't, and happens to be very relevant. It is with profound sorrow that we announce the tragic and untimely passing of Barrett Ellis, attorney for the OU Foundation, and his beloved wife, Megan, who served as the executive director of the Sooner Nation Collective. Our thoughts and prayers are with their families. Very sad. Uh, airplane crash. Um, that was a horrible deal. It was, uh, was I think it was Sunday. Sunday morning, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people kind of heard the news and saw that it was going on up there near the Wiley Post Airport, I believe. And uh, as soon as my wife told me the news that there was an airplane crash and where it was, I thought, man, I hate that because there's probably a pretty decent chance that you may know who, who it was. And unfortunately, uh, they were here with, the OU Foundation, and that's a big loss, and obviously a horrible situation for their families. Um, so I hated that, but it's relevant. The two NIL experts that we really had at OU at the time um, that were on top of everything uh, tragically passed away on Sunday. So yeah, thoughts, just brutal. Thoughts and prayers to the family there. Uh, bracketology is out. Joe Lenardi has OU as a four seed. A four seed for the nine and O Oklahoma Sooners. How about it, man? Dad gum. Oh, we got a long way to go to play this season. I understand that. I know it's it. a way too early look at the bracketology, but through nine games, he didn't even have him in the tournament before the year started. Now they got a top four seed. Insane. Well, there's a lot of people that cover the sport, like big name people that know what they're talking about are saying that McCollum's one of the better players in the country Yeah, this year. well, he is. So they do know what they're talking about. That's good, right. good to hear that. The transfer portal, it giveth, it taketh. We've been talking about that all day mm -hmm. long. DJ Uyunglele started his career at Clemson, was at Oregon State. He's going to take an official to Florida State this weekend. Wow. Hmm. Noel's going to be looking for a new quarterback next year, and they may get uh, a familiar face for QB1 next year, potentially. Wow. DJU at FSU. That's interesting. Going to the old conference rival of Clemson. How about that? Drake May of North Carolina, mm. the best quarterback that we've ever seen, including Chris Sims, is entering the NFL draft, and he is opting out of the bowl game. Quarterbacks are going to be flying off the mm. board in the top ten this year. And Drake May may be the number two overall selection potentially. Yeah, yeah. The there's some good quarterbacks going in this class, and it's needed at the next level. Talked about it yesterday, but Dylan Riola. There's yeah. predictions, crystal balls to flip from Georgia, the number one quarterback in the class by 24/7. I think they have him as the number two player in the 2024 class. Flipping what less than ten days mm. until signing day from Georgia to Nebraska. I mean, I, I can't – you can't really put into words how big of a get this would be for the Huskers because who's the last great quarterback they've had? The guy that won the Heisman Trophy back in 2001, Eric Crouch? It's been 20 years since they've even been uh, good yeah. at QB. I mean, I think you can make that argument, really. And they may be getting the number one quarterback in a class massive. 
Yeah. Massive. Uh, huge. I was actually exchanging text messages with his dad today. So, uh, yeah. He told me somebody is going to turn that place around, speaking of Nebraska. I said, yeah, no kidding. Is his name Dylan Riola? <laughs> oh, he wasn't even talking about the coach. He was talking about the quarterback is going to do it. Okay, all right. Um, Matt Miller's mock draft is out, and Tyler Guyton is mocked to number 15 overall to the Rams. I'm like, huh, okay. That's, that's, well, that's, here's the thing. Play on the field didn't look like a top 15 pick. But I could have said the same thing about Lane Johnson. Oh, uh, we I think we did at the time. Yeah, and I Lane Johnson went and absolutely destroyed the NFL Combine. I don't know what Guyton's going to test like, but his measurables, uh, his athleticism are top notch. And NFL teams are going to say, uh, yeah, we're not turning that down. We'll see if we can coach you up. Last one I got, um, all the craziness happened with OU, Arizona's best player last Friday. The line is still holding steady at OU, or excuse me, Arizona minus two and a half in this bowl game. Coming up in 12 days, or 16 days, sorry. Uh, yeah, if if I'm any of the handicappers out there, I'm kind of like. Yeah, seriously. Let's just wait for things to settle a little bit, especially at Oklahoma uh, with the craziness right now before we figure out what the line on this game is going to be. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the... All right. I'm OU alum James Spann, founder of Boyd Street Ventures, and we'd be happy to show you how. When you invest in a BSV fund, you're investing in under-the-radar, Oklahoma-connected companies that could deliver above-the-crowd returns. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters. Mike Steely here for Cabins Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cabins is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cabins is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabins Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cabinsgroup.com. Got your coffee. It is early. How do you take your coffee? What's the best way to take your coffee? Well, coffee tastes terrible anyway, so don't put anything in it to obstruct the harsh, bitter taste and just put it down one sip at a time, you know. So it's just all about the effect, the taste. It's not about the experience at all. It's about the outcome. No, the experience is terrible. I want to wake up where you are. 
Head nod from Ted Lehman. He must agree with old uh, Mike Leach on that one. That is dead on balls accurate. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Got a lot of uh, submissions on our Twitter and Facebook page about how do you feel about college football, the way it's currently constructed. You can also hit us up on the text line with that. We're going to get to it next hour, 405-651-3439. Do you still love college football and the way it's operated? Do you hate it now? Has it changed your love for the sport? we got a lot of different opinions. Um, we'll get to that next hour. But Coach Biedenboe is taking a lot of arrows today. All right? Okay. This one from Big John in Texas on the text line. Tedrick, is Coach B relatable to this new offensive line kids? Doesn't seem to be the greatest recruiter. Is it fair to criticize Bill Biedenboe with the news today about Caden Green being in the transfer portal? I I don't I don't I mean I think it's fair to criticize Bill Biedenboe for several things. I don't think it's fair to criticize Bill Biedenboe for Caden Green getting in the transfer portal. I mean what what could he what could be the problem? I mean I know coach Bill Biedenboe didn't all of a sudden change the way he coaches. He coaches tough but fair, always has. And I don't think he's ever, you know, made that uh, – led anyone to believe anything differently. Kane Greed played football all season, started seven games, um, performed well, got better throughout the year, improved, improved massively from spring to, to where he finished. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could. I mean, Bill's not in charge of how much NIL is sitting in the coffers at Oklahoma and and how much they're willing to dish out to a guard. He he's not in control over over that. I mean, I, again, I, you can you can criticize Bill Biedenboe on a bunch of things, but I don't think Caden Green jumping in the transfer portal is really one of them. It doesn't feel like that. It, it doesn't feel like the move today to hop in the portal is based on, well, I had envisions of playing another position. I'm not the way – I'm not happy with the way the things went this year. Because how, how – <laughs> he started, what, seven games this year? And he never really went about things as a disgruntled player. He was welcoming other players, other offensive linemen in the transfer portal as recently as five days ago. Captain. Now, Captain, yeah, I mean, and this goes to speculation. I would just be very surprised to hear that the decision today was based on him being upset with Bill Biedenboe. I It just feels like to me that someone else recognized that he had a really good year, very high ceiling, and they offered him a lot of money to come play college football at their school next year. Yeah, I, that's where I would go with it. I mean, does, does Bill – like, can you can you hit him on recruiting a little bit? I mean, maybe that's fair. He's done great in the transfer portal. Um, maybe it's fair to to ding him on on recruiting. Does he relate with these younger kids? I I don't know. If you're a younger kid and you want to become a better football player, I'm sure he relates. I mean, all all coaches relate a little bit differently and I, I guess I know that that's part of it but 
mean, the results really are what matter. I, I don't know. I, I really don't have anything negative to say about Bill Beanbow at all. I mean, number one, offensive line is not my expertise. I, I don't know a lot about the technique. I don't know a lot how to coach it. I just know that he routinely puts out really, really good offensive lines. He has found himself players. in a tough uh, situation for next year. That's yeah. that's that's for sure. If you want to fault him for that? I mean, I, I think that's that's fine. But he's well, tough spot going to next year. It's a tough spot, and I for one am thankful that Bill Beatenbow's here uh, with that tough spot that we have staring us in the face.